introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Media skills, because there's no point in this whole mm-hmm. game, in this whole artist game, if you have no art to put out. You know what I'm saying? Like having your words locked in your notes app and yeah. only coming out through screenshots, it, it could go, it could only go work so far. You know what I'm saying? It can only go so mm-hmm. far. That's what I'm saying. It's like maybe there should be some kind of like, like, like basic media skills for poets. Uh, um, what do you call a uh, workshop that we can do? Like, all right, PanClick shows you how to upload uh, MP4 to your Google Drive. It's like, <laughs> y'all y'all need that. The poetry culture needs that. It's like, we need a tech 101. Because, you know, how surprising is it that, like, there are hella Gen Z poets that come through and don't know that part? It's like, something like, I thought, I thought y'all generation was the one with the laptops in grade school. You know, it's like, y'all, real madness. So, we really need to disseminate this information so everyone can connect their media with each other. So to make these collaborations happen, we need media files and access and accessibility to happen. So that's something that we really need. And it needs listen, to happen in a professional, reliable way. Just to add on listen, real quick. That's the part listen, 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 folks, we've already started. We've already oh, started. Shit. Okay. And, and, and as you can see, this is what we do. We talk poetry. We talk about how we can better uh, being poets, but also presenting our work and our brands. And as you can see, we have Pin Click. Uh, but let me, before I introduce Pin Click real quick, I want to introduce my guest co host. Her name is Kelsey Bigelow. Kelsey, how are you? I'm good. How are you tonight? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing great. Listen, J Rod D, my co host, just had a little one just yesterday, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Girl. So clap it up for J Rod D. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Got a new one in the house and uh, just super excited about that. And so he'll be out of commission for about probably two weeks, uh, however long. He'll call me and let me know when he's ready and we're all good. We have. Kelsey as our third member of the Poet Life podcast to where she is going to be the literary member of the podcast. And we're so excited about um, uh, expanding to uh, the literary world to where we're going to have the blog aspect of the podcast. And Kelsey is an expert in that realm. And so we're really excited I literally DM'd her like 10 minutes ago and said, hey, you interested in being a co-host tonight? And she's like, hey, I'm already writing a blog right now, so I might as well just jump on. I got my I got my poetry sweatshirt on. I and- got my rep and Brandon Leak tonight. <laughs> yes, yes, we're gonna get in that to get into that too. But listen, <laughs> it's pen click. Go for it, man. Hey, you know, poetry dropping when the pen clicks and poets get it popping with the pen click. You now rock with Kuya David, the pen click prime minister, out here with my brother Daniel. He's chubby fat god. And this is the Super Saiyan Fusion Dance collaboration between Poet Life Podcast and the Pen Click. Matter of fact, if this was a sneaker drop, there would be like a whole three city blocks lined up at two in the morning on Fairfax and Melrose outside of 
Flight Club and Supreme, just like waiting for this content to drop, this collaboration, dream collaboration happens through the digital atmosphere. Shout out, uh, shout out Kelsey, shout out our guy, Chris, big man, Chris, uh, Chris, the pop poet life podcast captain, you know what it is. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're trying to do, y'all. Hi, y'all. That's what we're trying to do, y'all. We're trying to make poetry hypebeats out here. We're trying to do that, what David just did for the whole world. I love it. I love the energy, man. That's that's what's needed. You know, we were just talking about that, you know, and I, and I, I just figured we just jump right in. And I think it's really important for us to do a lot more than what we're doing. You know what I mean? It, you, you know, like all of the other genres and uh, uh, realms of art um, are there somewhat, you know, and we got to get there, you know. So I really appreciate you all's energy, man. And Daniel, we Go for it. Go for it. I just want to say, I just want to say, speaking of art, sir, speaking of art, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, right? Go for it, man. Let's go. Why? So um, what are the reasons that one would go to an art gallery? Just, 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 just rattle off mm -hmm. some reasons. Just, just rattle them off. Kelsey, why, like, why would you go to an art gallery? Do you go to an art gallery to be bored? No. No. You go to, to an appreciate art, art. Appreciate art and to be entertained, right? Yeah. Entertain. That is what it is. When you listen to music, you're there to do it to be entertained. Sometimes to catch feels. Maybe you're going through a heartbreak, and then you put on, uh, uh, you put on that 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 sad sad piece. You know what I'm saying? You put on the the sad lo-fi beats and chill playlist. But for the most part, most people um, listen to art, engage with art to be entertained. And when it comes to poetry, poetry is an art form. But if we're going to make this happen for the mainstream audience, we have to amplify the entertainment aspect. And that is one of the primary missions of Pen Click to amplify the entertainment aspect of the poetry culture and poetry community as a whole. That way, by, by showing the value, the entertainment value of poetry, that way we're able to uh, generate and grow the audience for poetry. Let me ask you though, let me ask you though. Now, at the same time, it is super important to know your audience as well, right? You know, yeah. um, now you speak of art gallery, right? Mm -hmm. Some some audiences who go to art galleries kind of love the peace aspect of it to where it's not super hype. And yeah. I think a lot of poets also need to know how to discern and work the room to where they know, okay, this is not the turn up scene. Maybe like maybe change my uh, tone or change my poem for this. You know what I'm saying? Just like with music, right? Where um, let's say we have an alien that comes to earth, right? And uh, and they they hear about music. What is this music thing? And then they look up uh, music on the internet and they find the very first thing that says like you know top music of all time. And it turns out to be um, a symphony by Mozart. And then the alien says, ah, this doesn't really slap. I guess I don't get music, right? And it's like no. You don't you, you don't get Mozart. Doesn't mean that you won't like Taylor Swift or or Pop Smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like just like how many types of music there are for everybody. In the same way, like I don't know if they have an do they have Art Walk where you are in Maryland? 
where like like so so in, in California, SoCal specifically, like uh, once a month um, in downtown LA, we have this thing called Art Walk, where a bunch of stores in downtown LA will like have like these pop up art galleries, and it's pretty cool. It's it's like a huge block party. And it's and that's one way of consuming art where you go through it's like block party mm -hmm. bar hopping kind of experience and that's one way to consume art in this like hybrid art gallery block party thing and then there's the other way of like going to the Norton Simon Museum and looking at the latest Caravaggio paintings but also going to uh, the the super hype beast stuff like like the street art exhibit that's like you know in the in the cuts uh, where there's hella graffiti on the walls and different types of wheat paste so like again different styles of art. Mm -hmm. The same way it is entertaining to each of its niche audiences, right? So, like the the streetwear person will go to the uh, to, to the streetwear joint. Um, the person who likes the block party kind of atmosphere will go to the block party atmosphere. The person who likes um, like looking at uh, Renaissance paintings and looking at Van Gogh paintings, like they will go to the impressionist and uh, uh, Dutch exhibits when uh, when they get to it. But each one of them is being entertained in the way they want to. So. Mm. Strength and diversity, right? Like show and expose as many styles of poetry, but still present it in the best way possible. So that when we present a beat poet, when we present a spoken word poet, when we present a literary poet, we can present them in the most hype way possible to their fields. And um, we're able to hopefully attract uh, those audiences and show people like, oh, I don't really know the poet. Oh, I don't. I don't typically get with poetry, but I do like that beat poet. I don't typically get with poetry, but this literary head, banging. You know what I'm saying? So that's the idea. And a big thing for us in that mission to speak to that, because like that concept of the art walk. Now what you have is uh, people that are going to the art walk for the experience, people that are going to the block party for the block party, and now they have been exposed to art. And now they will six months down the line go to the Getty and spend the day at the Getty, or make a donation to the arts, or expose their children to the arts, or if nothing else, find something therapeutic for themselves in the arts. So much like uh, in poetry. We're not trying to invent anything that doesn't already exist in poetry. We're mm -hmm. trying to uh, showcase poetry of all types in a new way so that um, it's harder to roll your eyes at and it's it's an access point for people. I grew up in a community um, in like uh, backpack hip hop and punk rock and half the homies uh, didn't want to hear it. You know, they did, they rolled their eyes at poetry and it was this lame thing and it was like, even the best of it, right? Even the, I could show them a Shihan joint at 15 and that might get them for a second and they might be like, that's dope. But why isn't he rapping? And I'm not going to go to the, the poetry thing, right? Where so, the beat at? Where the beat at? Freestyle. Where the beat at, bro? And that's a big part of our mission is that we grew up in communities where we got kind of roasted for poetry, right? Like that was like something that um, I had to defend growing up. Like, no, man, poetry could be dope. And we wanted to create an access point for all of those kids that otherwise would just turn the channel and think, you know, like, oh, that's not for me, that's poetry, that's boring. But to display it in a new way, then uh, it's almost like a trick, right? Like a, it's a trap. We can we could come at you with the super high energy, like super hip hop, like we love this, uh, that part of ourselves, right? Like we're both uh, ex-battle rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like we're both like backpack hip hop b-boy, like, uh, Hype kids, really you, want to do that. you don't have like a graffiti cans in your jam sport with hella tags on it and a black book in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. word. 
Um, so like we come with that energy and we want to like take some of what we're enjoying in hip hop now into poetry. So like that was a big part of our early conversations was like we bonded over uh, like trap music and things like that. Like, no, yeah, I, I listen to all that. You know what I'm saying? Like I can get with all of that. I hear Nina Simone in Little Wayne's voice. You feel me? And like uh, I can get with that. And there's brilliance in that. And there's beauty in like the duality of all of that. We're trying to bring some of that duality. We're trying to showcase some of that in poetry. And uh, again, all with the goal of creating an access point for somebody that may just uh, snicker or make fun of poetry and walk away. Daniel Keith once had a quote where he explained, like, like I, I remember asking Daniel, like, yo, what's like a one sentence elevator pitch for PenClick, you know, the PenClick podcast. And Daniel so eloquently said, um, PenClick is like if complex media produced a poetry show where the people involved loved both Maya Angelou and Nasally Gucci Mane at the same time. And that's what it is. It's like, me, like loving that media style of art. And like and like Daniel was saying, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, mm -hmm. but we are trying to represent everything in a new way possible. Because the question is like, how, like, what does poetry mean in 2020 in a digital age? Yeah. If I may continue, sir, because mm -hmm. I, I know, because it seems like you got a question, but let me rock, <laughs> like, let me rock, sir, let me rock, let me rock. All right, so, so for example, like, Poetry throughout the ages, right? If we look at the long timeline of the existence of poetry, for example, like poetry back before, like um, before printed media, you know what I'm saying? Like before, before radio, before broadcast, before any of the technology, poetry existed. And people loved, and a majority of people loved poetry. Poets, poets held it down. They were like the rock stars of the media ages at the time of its very early inceptions because at the time like everybody loves like dope messages said in a cool way right don't messages right. in a cool way um on top of that is music right so music like where you can have like a, a melody with the poetry and you have therefore you have lyric like, like lyrical music and stuff but at the time, it's like at, at the time before electricity and all that, like access to like access to music at the time was either someone in your house can sing or you're within earshot of somebody singing. That was your access to music. But over time, like as printed press became a thing mm -hmm. and uh, you know uh, recording became a thing, it's like okay, so suddenly uh, poetry space now became invaded and encroached on by these new media types that um, that. Are higher effort and and, and honestly like more um, uh, uh, more accessible to people like uh, just, just just by osmosis like I don't have to decode anything I can just straight up read a narrative or or the the melody is carrying the lyrics for me or even if it's just like uh, um, just instrumental music it's like boom I don't have to, I have to think about it when I say when I say um, higher effort I mean the idea that poetry is such a low bar um, low bar to entry. That all it takes is words, right? What does music take? Music takes um, the ability to create melody and the words. What yeah. what is uh, what is uh, what is uh, writing whole books take? You know, it takes it takes more than just a couple of pages, right? So, so the fact is that uh, the barrier to entry to saying dope dope stuff in a dope way in a really slick way, poetry is like yeah. a lower bar of entry. Granted, when expanded upon, you know, it can be super dope. But yo, but but, but, but let's take it back, all right? So. So as these new media types, right? So now we got movies, we got TV, we got the internet, we got computers, we got all these things that are now competing with poetry space. Mm 
-hmm. And now with, with, the, with the ability to connect with everyone online on the internet, poetry online is competing with everything else. And it's really tough to tell a person, hey, I have this 12 page poem, would you care to read it? Versus, hey, here's some funny memes. Here's some well, let me ask you, hold on, let me ask you, right? So, yeah. wh but why, why do you think we need to compete with those other um, things, right? Why, why can't poetry disrupt? As a matter of fact, that was the episode that we just dropped this week, disrupting industries with poetry, right? So, so That's you spoke of, yeah, you spoke of movies, you spoke of um, a list of things, right? So if, if poets would think even bigger and say, okay, all right, I can either look at these other things as competition. Um, for me, that wouldn't be wise. Uh, it's, it's right now it's just too big movies and right. People are binge watching shows. We're in COVID, all of that. Right. No one's going to binge watch or binge listen or binge read poetry. I won't say no one, but I'm just saying you hear right. me. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so why not um, instead of competing with movies and music and whatever else, how about we disrupt those industries and include ourselves into that? As you can, as you saw um, with, with America's got talent with, with Brandon. But, um, what, I, what, I to that, sir, what I say to that is that he didn't disrupt. He's he's in the media format, right? Like he's in the he's in the TV format, and he comp he literally competed against different types of art styles. So that part of it wasn't necessarily talking about his uh, him, but as you can as you can see, um, that he they've also included him into the music. Did you see the last episode? Um, when, because uh, it was like all musicians, uh, for the most part, and, uh, the the li the little person. They all sang. Yeah, they all yeah, sang. Yeah, Alan. They the all sang. You know me. That politically correct. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a moot point to explain something that I didn't get to see, but but to your okay. point. But yeah, yeah. Point. So, so, so let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Right. Like, go ahead, go ahead. Like what I what I really mean is that. Uh, we're, we're we're competing for attention, essentially. Mm -hmm. is what it is. Because when you when you look at um when you look at advertising, I come from yeah. an advertising background, and we are competing for everyone's eyes. We're t we're clicking. We're we're competing for your clicks. We're competing for your impressions. So my poetry video, if I upload that on YouTube, is in direct competition with any other video on YouTube, and. This comes from a philosophy of what's called search and satisfy. So um, search and, uh, are you familiar with search and satisfy? Yeah. Yep. Cool. But to the people who aren't, uh, we'll just re-explain it to, uh, to everyone else. Mm -hmm. Search and satisfy is, is a posting philosophy in which um, YouTube is, is the second largest uh, search engine in the world, only second to Google itself. Right, so people will go to um, to YouTube to search for like how to bake a pie or how to um, program uh, OBS to stream Twitch, you know, stuff like that. They'll, they'll search for those things, but then they'll also search for things like um, like uh, um, like Cassidy rap battle, or they'll they'll look for um, they'll look for a, a VR chat dance battle, or they'll look for um, spoken word poet. Right, mm -hmm. so. When you do that, um, you're, uh, you're, you're, 
you're hoping that your content gets picked up by the algorithm. And there's a lot of different things you can do with that. What we're trying to say is that by presenting poetry in a very engaging way that fits that fits those media, those digital spaces. There's a way to post specifically for YouTube using search and satisfy. There's a way to post to Instagram specifically by cutting for those like you know, 30 second bits, 15 second bits. There's a way to post for Instagram stories or TikTok, whatever yeah. media have you. There's a way to um, to properly speak to the room. And that's I'm not speaking to um, tailoring your content for those spaces. So on Twitter, it's typically text, right? And they have their own Twitter in-speak. So does Reddit, so does Facebook, whatever, right? So to post like hour-long videos on Twitter doesn't speak to how the room wants to hear their, to consume their content. Yeah. Posting a bunch of tweets in a slideshow on YouTube, that's not how they necessarily want to receive their content. What we're saying is we're trying to present, use our media skills and our production skills to mm -hmm. package poetry in the best way possible for those spaces, competing directly with other forms of content. And hopefully when people um, see poetry presented in a dope way, we will win their attention and we'll hopefully get more fans of poetry and you know just increase the community and culture. Yeah, yeah, just to like tie those together really quick. So what David's describing, because it's not that you're competing with these other media outlets or styles or anything like that, right? Um, the what happened is is in the the American culture and the paradigm of art in America, all of those things, poetry got pushed to a very specific place, and yeah. it got put in this very specific box. And this mm -hmm. is the way that Americans think of poetry, and this is the way that Americans experience poetry. And what we had was uh, an urban revolution, right? That started in the early, uh, in the earlier this century, or um, so you have like uh, early American black writers, and then you have the beat moving, you have the Harlem Renaissance, you have all of these things that culminate in hip hop and spoken word and all of what's happening right now. Uh, that said, the American paradigm doesn't understand mm -hmm. what poetry has grown into, doesn't understand what it is. The average American has no idea. I grew up going to a Mike and Dim Lights, uh, celebrating its 20th anniversary next month. Uh, JB and Best Kept started that venue 20 years ago. Uh, JB, the DJ, uh, he's amazing, just important DJ, those DJs that you grow up listening to that like shaped who you are. Uh, Best Kept is a deaf poet. He's a uh, family to the community out here. That to say, uh, you grow up in these communities, in underground hip hop, in um, spoken word poetry, and you see the diversity and the dynamic of what's happening, right? And uh, I realized very early on that the mainstream audience, the American, the average person has no idea that these poetry events are as dynamic as they are, that they're as entertaining as they are, that they're as exciting as they are. So what happened was, and what David describes is uh, 60, 70 years ago, with the advent of new medias, mm -hmm. poetry got kind of left by the wayside, right? And it wasn't taken along with music, with uh, all of these other storytelling forms. So now we're in a place where poetry has the potential to compete because of the content, Mm -hmm. So we can compete with these people. Brandon just proved that. God bless Brandon League for putting in that work because Brandon just showed the whole country or reminded the country because Shihan and uh, DPL and um, Deaf Poetry did that for our generation, right? Um, now we have this other example of, again, somebody taking the paradigm 
that exists in America and showing something outside of that. What we're trying to do, what our mission is, is if we make content that falls in line with the same media standards as movies, TV, all of these other things, then people can see it. They're going to see it. And they're going to understand that, yo, that's poetry. I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? That's what blew a lot of us away with deaf poetry. That was like a huge access point for a generation because we had no idea that poetry could be like that. And for someone like me that had already been reading and writing poetry on my own, not knowing about the spoken word, I mean, knowing about like some of the history of like um, the Watts prophets and like the influence on hip hop and things like that but never understanding what deaf poetry showed me, uh, that is huge. And what we're trying to do, what we're trying to teach poets how to do is how do you make content that can compete and not compete in the sense of we're trying to push out the next Avengers movie because that's never gonna happen. But if, yeah, but if we can, and that is a good point, David, I'll come right back to that because if we can get the 15 year old kid on his phone to watch the Avengers trailer and then watch the next pen click poetry class trailer and be equally engaged in both, right? Then that leads the paradigm to start to shift. And eventually 50 years, hundred years, 10 years down the, who knows, right? The American paradigm on poetry could be so that uh, instead of buying Kendrick or Kendrick is touring with two spoken word poets or uh, instead of going to see Kendrick, you're going to see Brandon, you know what I'm saying? And you're going to pay that $80 to see this poetry show because it has all the lights and all the bells and all the whistles that media has put into hip hop, that media puts into music, that media puts into television um, right there on stage. So if we start that, it's a, it's a long battle and it's, it takes mm -hmm. a lot of work and it takes a lot of uh, grassroots work right now. But that's really what we're trying to do is show the poetry community like, yo, your content can look like an Avengers trailer, B, for real. It can. And it can be dope. And then your poem, your 30-second poem piece that's in that Avengers trailer looks extra dope. And now the kid that loves poetry has something to show his homie with uh, sticky fingers that's caught in the trap. You know what I'm saying? Like now he has something to show him to be like, yo, but look at this. This is dope too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that really is the mission. Change people's thinking about poetry by making content that could visually compete. That's good. Kelsey, what do you think? And then, like, if, if this was the poetry, if this was Ken Clint's poetry podcast, you'd hear like, and then you stick flames off. <laughs> Now, we really, we really got to get season three cracking. It's like, man, COVID. We, we, yo, at the top of COVID season, the worst season in the American uh, um, uh, reality show. Um, at the top of COVID season, like we were beginning to record season three, and we, dang, it's like we, we had to like reformat and rethought and streamlined our entire show um, specifically mm -hmm. to cater for both um, search and satisfy for YouTube and also to paired down to um, micro content, which we can talk about later, like how to turn long form, uh, uh, how to turn long form color content like podcasts into micro content for social media right. into that later. But yeah, thank you, Mr. Daniel, for bringing me in from my high energy into <laughs> more time appropriate 7.41 p.m. during the West Coast time. And you guys have to forgive us because like we could do this for days because this is all <laughs> we do. All we do is go back and forth all day on Slack and on the phone being like, 
yo, what if this and that? And what if this and that with poaching? What if this is all we do? Pen click is our whole existence right now. And again, like we are doing it because we're trying to, I'm trying to get the bag for poets. That's it. That's the goal. Let's figure out how to get the bag because uh, there's no reason that young poets shouldn't aspire to make a comfortable living for the rest yes. of their life. If there are, that's it. We're on to the same page. Point, yeah, to that point, like I want, I want to say, like, like I feel like a lot of poets tend to drop poetry because a lot of poets might not see an end game in poetry. Mm -hmm. right? like, they don't see those. They don't see those poets with like a huge bricks of money doing the doing the corny money phone um, uh, selfie on Instagram. It's like problematic yeah but it's still a lot of fun to do and we don't see a lot of poets doing money phones or just making it rain in the club and that unless like your your uh yao trimating who's just like amazing at dancing and just like dance uh, dances himself off like in the club but if you can't dance like that then you're not really doing it on ig and hella flashy and stunning and shit so um what we're trying to say is that like a lot of folks tend to drop poetry because they don't see an end game in poetry but they'll pick up rap They'll pick up acting because they see these uh, these actors and rappers who have the money brick phones and have like all the stunting and um, like like all the hard flexing on Instagram. Really trying hard not to curse, excuse me. But yeah, and the thing is that if we create these platforms, like uh, these different platforms for poetry that have the potential to create these rock stars. Of poets, that's inspirational to the next generation. Like that's how, like, like that's kind of what we're doing with the poetry clash, our prize fighting style of poetry competition, our spin on on the poetry slam. But shout out introverses who who are doing something similar as well. Um, our idea with off page, our our um, virtual showcase with poets and musicians presented in a way where it doesn't look like it's coming through a frosty 120p 56k modem, sounding like it's going to throw up like a robot. Nah, we're, we're present. We figured out how to hack into the matrix of Instagram and present video and audio in full quality to show everyone like the art as it should be consumed, and even just coming up with other ideas such as like maybe going on Twitch and doing um, vir virtual reality slams in VR chat or doing uh, tutorials for media or how to do um, like uh, micro poem video edits like all the all the weeb kids do with anime um, uh, edits. There's like a lot of interesting things that you can do with poetry to make not only aspirational for, for, the, for the next generation, but also um, to build the audience for those platforms of poetry. So that's competition, that's showcasing, and to some um, and to one degree, and Kelsey's in the building for this, for literary. There's ways that we're trying to think of ways to remix each pillar of poetry. Mm -hmm. So what we did for um, literary, I'm I'm just gonna grab our chat book right right quick. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. While he gets that, um, we were talking like when we first started before we even oh, intro. But that but that DIY, Daniel. You know, um, how do poets do it themselves? How do poets do what you all are doing in regards to production, like high quality production? What can they do on their end, right? If they're not where you are experts in production and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. They got yeah. to start. 
you got you got to start like yeah that is the challenge and then you just practice that's the hardest part is like and honestly like as a producer the reality of the whole situation is as a content creator as a voice as a poet as anything it takes time you're mm -hmm. going to suck a lot of your early content is going to be bad so if it's shot on a bad phone and the video quality sucks and the audio quality is bad, you're not that good either, B. So get it done. Get it over with so that you can move on and you can grow. And as you grow, your equipment will grow and your mm -hmm. skill set will grow and your really awful show about nothing a year later is this sophisticated show that um, has – or it's a show about nothing, but you know how to carry a show about nothing. So that's like the biggest thing. Uh, get it done. Look what's in your community. Take advantage of what's in your community. You know what I'm saying? Look what resources you have within an arm's reach. Look who you can collaborate with, who you can do work trade with. And then uh, the normal route. So to pitch it to David, because I know he wants to talk about this chat book too. Um, one thing that we're constantly trying to do is execute ideas that exist normally in other mediums and other media sort types, but we're trying to do that with poetry again. So again, trying to create content that competes with uh, the Avengers trailer, but with poetry, uh, we had this idea for this literary event. How do we how do we create uh, visual poetry that you read, that you see and read, and find an engaging way to do that? And what we ended up doing was this whole event and this art gallery and. We uh, printed posters and we have prints and we did the whole thing, right? It was this big, beautiful expression of, yo, you can do poetry this way, but we did it with the homies. We funded it with the homies. We worked in our communities. We sourced from the designers that believed in our mission. We, we sourced from poets that were actively doing things. So if you're not already a part of a community, uh, you need to be a part of a community. That's kind of step one to the whole thing of DIY. But um, take advantage of your community and get started uh, because what then you can do is you can start doing, you can level up. So first you're doing this little thing. Like uh, mm -hmm. the first little thing we decided to do was a podcast, right? Like how do we do this podcast thing? And then it levels up and then it levels up. And then you start expanding on the ideas and then you start creating new ideas. So like David, uh, David, I'll pitch it to you right now. But this was our idea, right? For how do we do a literary thing? How do we do a visual poetry thing? And honestly, the answer to DIY is just get it done uh, and keep that PMA, you know what I'm saying? Like positive mental attitude and keep your notes mm -hmm. to the grindstone and just get it done. That's it. Now, before before we, we dive into this and shout out to all audio only podcast listeners who do not get to experience the visual art. Um, <laughs> let, let, me also, uh, let me also just tack on to uh, what Mr. Daniel was saying um, and to also answer more to uh, what you were asking uh, Mr. Chris about mm -hmm. Um, what do people do if they don't have these media skills? And the answer is that, like we were saying like a little bit before we started recording, that quality of content does not equal quality of production. Like mm -hmm. I was saying earlier, like uh, before we started recording, of course, mm -hmm. uh, uh, like I was saying that there are kids that are taking their parents' old iPod Touch because that's the only mobile camera that they have because they're not allowed to have like, real phones yet, but whatever. <laughs> And they're they're making like really like funny um, skits on TikTok and on Instagram and are going viral, mm -hmm. you know. And we're getting like millions of impressions off of these like really frosty looking videos. 
but then there's somebody who's a, who's a like a, like an like an associate creative director who is color grading their 8K footage in DaVinci Resolve and is releasing it on Vimeo in ultra high quality and is getting 12 views. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just because you have like the best equipment does not mean you have the best um, uh, content. So the idea is that by starting now with the equipment that you do have, you can at least work on the thing that matters most, and that's the content. And yeah. all the bells and whistles, that'll yeah. tack on. And the bells and whistles will only make your uh, content, if it's already good, it'll make it even better. Yeah. And that's the all we're best saying. content, the yeah. best content. Takes you can, time you can polish poop, but at the same time, it's at the same time it's still poop, right? So, yeah. so, so, so like there's only so I'm um, so so much that like a uh, good photoshopping and good um, motion graphics will do to enhance content. But if your content is gold, then people will uh, will find you. All right, so that takes us to what we were saying earlier: how we're trying to um, uh, remix and better present each of these pillars of poetry. Um, the Poetry Clash assesses poetry competition, and the Poetry Art Gallery, like we were talking about earlier, addresses our take on literary poetry. Now, in a chapbook, typically you'll have like, you know, like 12 to 24 poems, so a couple dozen poems at most. In this one, I believe we have 12 poems. And in this short chapbook, the idea was, okay, what's something that might work out well um, in both social media as well as in a chapbook? Like, when we look at Instagram, when we think about Instagram, how do people want to consume the content on Instagram? Visually, right? Like Instagram was originally a visual medium. It's mm -hmm. unlike Twitter, which is more text-based. Instagram is video and and uh, static, or what we call you know static or still photography, static images. So knowing that, it was like, okay, how do we take literary poetry and transform it in a way that is engaging on a visual platform like Instagram. And the idea is to make, you know, poetry visuals, which is not a new thing. You know, visual poems do exist, blackout poems and all that, that does exist. But with the technology that we have with Photoshop, with all these free as well as free design software, such as Canva, such as Pixlr or whatever have you, we can um, not only show and uh, showcase poetry in this way, but we can also figure out how to teach it. But first we had to figure out how to do it ourselves. So this was our experiment. I had um, other designer friends um, contribute in these designs. And I did like a good like four or five of them because we couldn't get all the designers. But um, in this, I'll just show you like what um, some of the poems look like. Like here, for example, is, is a poem. And it's, um, and for the, uh, for the audio only listeners, it's an amazing illustration, this, this, this dark, inky, blue um, illustration of a woman drowning underwater, and she has a, this orange glow around her in the line art, and in the side of is, like, is the poetry talking about um, a person, you know, the sensation of drowning and the anxiety that feels. Um, and, in a, in another, and, and, we, and we wanted to try um, getting different, just like there are people who have different styles and tastes in music and different styles and tastes in poetry, we also wanted different um, styles in arts as well. So if you don't like this style, even though it's an amazing style that's illustrated by the great Steve Isaacs, we have other styles. Like um, we have like a more you know, you know photo based, uh, uh, like a more photo based style that's very Barbara Kruger esque. If you're familiar with the designer, um, you know we have like, this more abstract geometric style that a lot of people loved as posters. 
And yeah, like, this goes on and on. Just check us out on, on our Instagram and you'll probably find it at Panclick, P-E-N-C-L-I-Q-U-E. But not only does that present poetry, literary poetry in this very interesting visual way, but what we're also doing on our side, on the back end was try to show poets that not only is this possible, but this is also a separate avenue of income that you can make. With these designs, you can make merch. Part of this was um, part of our, part of our uh, Charity is not the right word. Part, part of our part of our donation to the poets who participated in this was to give them the full um, like full high res print files. We gave them like full TIFF files, full PDF files, so mm -hmm. that if they wanted to they can print out you know full uh, 24 by 36 inch posters. They could put it on T-shirts. They could put it on on um, you know mini postcards, whatever they wanted to do. We, wanted we to, also supplied them with hard copies of those. As yeah, well. we supplied them with a couple of uh, dozen prints as well. And what we're trying to show is that, like, look, not only is this an, an interesting way to show your poetry, showcase your poetry, but imagine, right? Like, let's say I go to an open mic, and I say, hey, I got a, I got a, I got a chat book. It's all text. I got a chat book. You never heard of me. You, uh, you never heard me perform, perform my poetry. You never read my poetry. You don't even know my Instagram handle, but I, I step up to you at an open mic and say, hey, buy my poetry book, 12 bucks. It's like, am I going to risk $12 for buying what potentially might be trash? Or if somebody says, hey, I have, I have these poetry prints. I have these prints of my poems, really interesting designs. And, and uh, each, each, each one is like $5. I'm selling one poem postcard yeah. for $5. I will probably buy what I can see. Like, oh, this is a really cool print. I can mm -hmm. use this postcard. I would rather buy this five, like this one five dollar poem piece, than this, um, than this uh, thirteen dollar chapbook. And it probably costs less. Um, like mm -hmm. the whole, like, uh, uh, how much you print versus how much you can sell. Like that probably, has, you know, is bangerang too. You know, that probably also like slaps. So, yeah, like through this, um, through this, like a, a literary form and visual form of design and poetry, we're trying to show poets, look, like the possibilities are endless. I, I don't like, yeah, I guess I'll, I guess I'll reveal this because like we've been talking about it for a while and you can pretty much extrapolate what, what, um, where, where this idea comes from is that like before Corona, we were planning to do a whole um, poetry clothing line of, mm -hmm. of, of this. So like, so we were planning to like, you know, take poems and design it in like really cool styles of, of shirts and and post and of shirts and prints. It was gonna be so dope. It was gonna be so tight. And we're still gonna do it, but it's gonna it's gonna be delayed till at least next year. And and uh, we did that with a couple of these poems, like um, like with this poem, um, which was done by Jardel Rodriguez, designed by my cousin Christian Barker. It's a dope, it's a super dope um what we call a postmodern brutalist style of design, which is very reminiscent of like the Euro drum and bass kind of style of flyers. It looks so tight. Um, so we put it on a long sleeve black tee with the, mm -hmm. with the title of the poem called Hazmat Casuals on, on, on one of the words on each side of the of the sleeves. It looks it looks hella tight. And to think that that is a poem is like, come on, that, you're, yeah. that you can have, you can create such dope stuff with poetry on shirts in fashion. Come on, come on, bro. This is like the, the 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 type of design and media you can do with poetry is endless and yeah. independent 
that's what we're experimenting with. And that's what we're trying to present to the people that like you can present poetry, make money with poetry and be entertained by poetry in all these different ways and styles that you never even thought of. Yeah, that's good. Kelsey, what's on your mind, Kelsey? I'm just digesting like <laughs> it's so much. And it's yeah, so cool. cool. I, I don't know. I, it's so cool. And I guess um, you're right. But I also want to say you're not completely right, at least in some audiences. Um, so I'm just curious, like what, like how you would adapt um, in different audiences. So specifically, I'm thinking of my own poetry community where we jump on chapbooks at our open mics. Like someone says they have a chapbook, we're like, oh, we're all there. Don't know who you are, but we're we're gonna support you. And I've had people come with prints and people don't go to the print. So I'm wondering what else, like if you're in a community where they're not hyped about a chapbook and they're not hyped about a print, what other type of medium would you offer? I know you have all these ideas, so like what physical thing would you offer? Yeah, other we can than like show you too. Things you talk about. We have a bunch of them. <laughs> what, like, what, what we're speaking to is um, strength and diversity, right? So <laughs> exactly. in with music, with TV shows, like you don't like this type, style of music, you, you might like this type, you might like that type, you might like that type. There are a lot of people who, one, don't carry cash, so wouldn't even be able to buy one in the first place. And second, uh, yeah, and, and second, um, aren't into prints in the first place, right? So like, uh, I'm not really into this, I'm really into that. Well, what else can you offer? What else can we buy? Um, then the, then that comes to like the different media types, right? So um, be it uh, uh, YouTube content or Twitch content, if you're if you're like really heavy into that style of media, or if you're or if you do your poems on TikTok and Instagram, like um, Chris, I know you had like a, a TikTok, like a, a poet that's really heavy on TikTok, who can then um, leverage their uh, viewership into um, brand deals. Like yeah. that's a whole thing as well, right? So the avenues for um, income with poetry, it's there. And what we're showing with um, with Prince and the chapbook is like, like th those are new styles in um, like, like new like new new ways of pre um, presenting in these older forms, right? So chapbooks have always mm -hmm. existed, but our style of chapbook, not too many like that out there, right? Like. Yeah. You are currently wearing um, like a shirt that is by a poet, right? Yep, yeah, poetry right there. It's um, for the audio-only listeners. It's an awesome blue jumper, as our British cousins would say, or <laughs> um, a blue long-sleeve sweater, uh, crew neck with a white uh, handwritten text that says "I am poetry." Right, tight. So, so you know that there's a that there is a, a space for poetry in clothing and fashion, but yeah. done in the way that we do our design as well. It's mm -hmm. like. Fair to say that I don't think a lot of poets have seen anything to that regard. It's it's it's. I'm very thankful that I have the skill sets that I do um, to be able to produce this. And at the same time, I do feel like the what like so. Let me be let me be honest. Like when I was talking to the poets who participate in the poetry art gallery, I came to a, a realization. It's like this style, like this tier of design with uh, with our poets who don't know much about design, it's not sustainable at that time. It's not very sustainable because either designers and poets need to collaborate with each other, but then like, you know, how do the splits, like who, how does the money split? Or designers learn how to do poetry or poets learn how to design. But 
there are kids out there who can draw, who can, who can, who can do design on their phones and write poetry. And maybe they have not seen a lot of examples where those two art forms combine. But but by being exposed to that, like if you didn't if you didn't know that existed, then you probably wouldn't think to do it, unless you just one day went on a DMT trip. It's like oh wow, here's an idea, right? Um, but if you see more people do it, if you see more people do these awesome visuals with poems, then that might inspire a new generation of poets who are good at those two things to start doing it. And it, then that's how it snowballs, right? It's like we're trying to inspire these folks. Like when you when you look at um, all these different new forms of entertainment, when you look at battle rap, for example, battle rap used to be this freestyle only thing, but now it's turned into this entire professional league, and it has inspired an entire new generation of rappers who specifically train for battle rap specifically only. Not not a, a I'm going to prove my my pen by doing my music and my battling. No, these people are battle focused and the super dope at this one niche skill, right? Just like that. Uh, hopefully, by showing the diversity of our content and in our media production, that we're inspiring a new generation set of poets who are super dope at these specific things. But at the same time, you know, it's it's still okay that if you go to a venue, right, where where they don't want the uh, chat book or the card or whatever, and that's fine because the thing is, I think it's really important for you to niche down and, and yes, be um, flexible in your diversity. Yes, you want to do that for sure. You know, you want to be able to have a poem for this, that, and the third. But at the same time, you know, you want to know what your DNA is um, and 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 hit that like like for the Poet Life podcast. Um, what sets us apart is we've infused business and, mm -hmm. and you know, in, in the poetry realm. And that in itself is unique, you know, because really what we've been taught for years is you know, you do poetry for your love, for the love of it and, and to heal people and, you know, that's love it. Beautiful. And that's why we have the two dual, the, the, the duality of um, uplifting the poetry community and building the poetry industry. And so we, we do the community piece, but we're making it clear that we are on a mission to build this industry. You know what I mean? So, um, um, but I love what you all do. Like, I'm on your page all the time, you know, and because I'm I'm sitting there like, yo, they're they're really taking it to the next level, and I and I know you all take a lot of time, and tell me, t talk about that, talk about what it takes to produce what you all produce. So development is the first thing, and that's the big thing that we're trying to teach poets as well. Um, as a segment producer, as uh, producers of this show. We've taken so much time thinking about content, thinking about how to do content, what content hits, what's going to be evergreen, what's going to last forever, what's going to be easy to produce, what's going to be harder to produce but worth it, what are the things that we need to learn. So we put, before we did anything, we sat down for probably six to eight months uh, mm -hmm. developing PenClick. Then mm -hmm. the podcast starts. 
Um, now we're kind of more streamlined. We're more uh, used to each other's workflow and how we communicate and things like that. But like our, our current projects, uh, Off Page is an IG Live showcase that we launched in June. The first conversation about Off Page was had in January, February. Mm. So four months went into of heavy development went into just that one event. Um, there was a lot of technical things we had to develop there as well, so we had to jump through those yeah. hoops. That, that, that's where a lot of the, that's kind of where off page came from too. Is like the frustration. Yeah, necessity. Yeah. A lot of a lot of what we do is because we're frustrated with. Yeah, like, that's how the, the literally the one of the first conversations we had was we got together to do this event. David was uh, had, David was trying to do pen click essentially on his own. Mm -hmm. uh, we linked up together. Um, because I was going to be a poet on one of the things that he was developing. Um, we have this conversation about, yo, uh, why isn't there pop and poetry content? Why are all the poetry shows, all the poetry podcasts, all of these things hosted? Because now we had seen poets do some of the bigger poetry podcasts. But still, it's this lit spoken word poet being interviewed by this old stuffy person who has no connection, no context, no anything. Yeah. So early on, that was our conversation. How do we develop a show that's in our voice that where we don't have to jump through the hoops and do all the trappings of like media and presentability and all of that and make it fun and engaging? And all of that, like, that is step one across the board for everything PenClick does is development. Look at what you're trying to do. Uh, address a, either it's an obstacle, it's a problem. Like we, off page came out of us not being able to do season three. Uh, the poetry class, the digital poetry class we're doing right now came out of not being able to do it in real life because of COVID. So what we do though, and the most important thing that I want to bestow on poets with everything, their poetry, their content, everything, is to develop what you're doing. Don't just think it's dope because you think it's dope. Because it may be dope today, but it there may be a better version of that that you will never get to because you just went off to the races with this one thing that you didn't develop, that you didn't assess, that you didn't break down and think about. So everything, to get to your question at PenClick, starts with that, with heavy development, back and forth conversations, yes, no, does this work? Does this feel good? How does this feel? How is this gonna hit? How is the community gonna feel about this? So that's a big, like, that's the first step for us. And I think for all, anybody that wants to be execute at a high level is develop, 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 take time to develop what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And then um, to, to add on to that, um, so, off page is our monthly um, poet and music showcase. Mm -hmm. And um, a big part of that was because one, we couldn't do our podcast the way we wanted to, but two, we were observing what the poetry community was doing, you know, earlier in the year. And everybody and their mom was going on IG Live. And it's mm -hmm. like, wow, that's awesome. But it's also really terrible because you because you have like a lot of like 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 just like the video and audio fidelity and quality is just like really bad. And then when um people uh, call into uh, um, Instagram uh, um, IG Live, what IG does on its back end is that it compresses um both audio and video feeds um so that they can sync and also broadcast at the same time. But solo IG is actually pretty decent. Like, like it's a it's a it's a more 
it, it's a higher bit rate form of audio and video. So, okay, how do we exploit that, right? How do we get full audio and video quality? How do we present um, and how do we design around certain things? How do we write around certain things? For example, in a lot of IG live shows, there's a lot of like banter that you don't care about, right? We're like, mm -hmm. like, hey, are you connected? Are you connected? Hello, do you hear me? All right, hey, how you doing? We're gonna talk about the weather for like five minutes and then a bunch of other stuff for the next seven minutes before you start performing your two minute poem. Terrible, awful. So right. instead, what we're going to do is that we're going to script these things, right? We're going to script it so it's a lot more succinct and it's a time limit and boom, like we, we get into this one and a half minute in, interview with the artist and then we get into the three minute piece in and out. It's a lot more snappy. It's a, like it's a lot less fluff. On top of that, um, we had to figure out how to design around the user interface of Instagram, the things that we don't like. For example, how when you call into another person's IG live, the person is on the bottom, and that's mm. also where the comments are. So oftentimes you'll have all the comments covering up the poet's face. Mm. Well, if we can figure out how a way to um, broadcast into the IG live stream, which you can using this program called Yellow Duck, everybody, if you're trying to figure out how to do what we do with Offpage, look up on YouTube how to stream um, into Instagram live into with OBS using Yellow Duck. That's exactly what it is. We have a full blog post about it on our website, penclick.net, how to make a more engaging IG live. And what we did was that we used OBS, open broadcast software, to interject a desktop broadcast feed into IG live itself. But we have to design around the UI. So we, so we know that the comments are going to be on the bottom. So we're just going to put like, less essential graphics and information on the bottom and keep the story, keep the main thing on the top. So you'll always notice that everyone's heads are on the upper half of the screen, no matter if it's two people on screen or just one person. So that whole thing, uh, that development, that ideation, that whole testing process took, as, as Daniel was saying, like, a long time. And then to actually do it, to actually streamline it, to build all the assets. So every time we create a new um, a content series, whether it's the podcast or off page or the poetry clash, then they're like, um, you have to brand each one. So you have to create, you know, intro. So mm. coming from a media background, I, mean, I know that I'm, I'm, uh, I am building the entire um, uh, brand collateral package. So that's that, so, so that's the intro cards, that's the outro cards, what, uh, what graphics look like, what lower thirds look like, what a mortise looks like. Um, what overlays and multiple people on the same screen look like. All these things I'm building. For the poetry classes specifically, um, this takes, I, I, after all that's done, because that's all the heavy lifting. All the heavy lifting when you create something new is mm. always amazing because you've never created it before. You have right. zero assets. You don't have mm -hmm. a logo, you don't have like name tags, you don't have like all these pre-made templates that you have to build. Like this is the most heavy lifting. So. The very first off page took weeks. It took like three or four weeks, maybe a month and a half, to, up to a month and a half to build the very first one. But after that, we're able to consistently do it every month because we've we've done all the heavy lifting. And at this point, it's all booking, shooting, and editing at this point. But to get there, it's all like the, the front end is so heavy. It's so and it's heavy. development. It's all like I said, you go to the pen click IG and it looks like they're we're doing something, right? 
Um, and that's time and time what we see in poetry because we don't have the resources readily available is we have ideas that we want to make happen, but we don't have the, the skill sets or the resources to make them happen. So what we're trying to show with PenClick is that we can do these, we can execute at this high level, hopefully to again, lead by example and show like the greater entertainment world, the greater media world that, yo, poetry can look like this, it can operate like this, it can feel like this. And that is really uh, our bar. What we do is uh, we develop everything as much as we can, like till we're done talking about it. So we're sick of talking about it. We develop, we develop, we develop, and we you have to maintain honesty and artistic like integrity. You have to be able to look at your ideas and know what's good and what's not and not kid yourself. What's trash. Oh because my god. We do that all the time, man. Like for real. There's like times where me and David, there's segments that we've killed and ideas where it's like, hey, what about this? And it's like, no. And it's that brief because it's like, no, bro, we don't got time for this. Like back to, and it's that idea too. You have to be willing to look at how you can improve what you're doing wrong, how you can be doing it better, um, how your content can get better and constantly developing. That development thing is huge, not only as like a producer or a content creator, but as like an artist and a human being, right? Like keep yourself in constant development and you'll keep leveling up. And then eventually you'll be executing on such a high level that you're undeniable. What's your what's capacity? PC, that's very important to do everything you're, you're talking about within PC, production capabilities, yeah. production capacity. Mm -hmm. Because you can have the biggest ideas and the skill set, but if mm. you don't have the time or the capacity to do it, then it's kind of a moot point. There are, there are a lot of times where like Daniel and I will idea all these things and then we'll look at our board of like what we have to do is like, yeah, oh, there's, there's, there's no way. We can Even though we want to, it's like, no, we just don't have the time. What's, you, what's you all's end game? Right? The bag. The bag. Right. Uh, my where, end game, where's the bag coming from? That's my question. I'm right. hoping that we can develop poetry content that we can shop, sell, promote, brand with the same um, in the same realms as everything else in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason that we shouldn't have a poetry festival put on by Red Bull or Monster Energy Drink. Or there's no reason that we shouldn't have Lexus put out the last big TV poetry show. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's a reason the one advantage that we have as poets is our art form undeniably across the board means something. You mm -hmm. cannot deny the value of poetry. There are people that will debate till the day, people in our communities, right, that uh, still to this day won't acknowledge the value of hip hop, right? Um, I, we just lost a family member recently and he's an old jazz head and he was one of those old men always growing up where it was like, that music's trash and it has no value, right? Uh, that to say, poetry, nobody feels that about poetry. It's undeniably powerful. It's undeniably important. So if we can um, utilize that as well, right? Uh, our, our end game is to expose new audiences to poetry so that we can help save lives. Ultimately, poetry saved my life. The art saved my life. So if I can get some other kid to not end up uh, strung out or following in the same patterns, like that is the goal for me because I come from struggle, you know what I'm saying? And like, I'd like to offer that to uh, the world and again, kids mostly, 
But mm -hmm. the best way to do that, and again, I don't want to offer kids, uh, yo, you could be a poet, kind of. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> let's, yeah. kinda, so let's find a way to do that. Like, let's find a way to, because we're not, we're not tailoring um, our poets. We're not telling our homies like, no, you got to do this poem on off page because this and that. That's not what we're doing. We're saying, yo, come rock, come do whatever you feel is good. Off page is this event where you can have a super dope hip hop piece followed by a really touching uh, poem, followed by like a really dirty hip hop piece, followed by like a funny thing. Because we're not tailoring the content. We're not tailoring the community. We're just trying to show what's already there. We're, but we know that for it to be able to compete with money, to get that money, to get those dollars, it has to be undeniable. And it has to be able to compete visually with the Avengers trailer. You feel me? So that's really our goal is let's find a way to present poetry in such an undeniable, marketable way that we can now go to X, Y, and Z and ask for um, so-and-so. Uh, the one thing that happened around the time that PenClick started was G-Shock um, put on the rap battle. So we have G-Shock invest this huge prize pool and put on this huge rap battle event. And it blew my mind. Like, yo, rap battle has been this underground thing. I'm an old scribble jam head, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an old, like, you gotta come with off top, on beat if you're not on beat get off the stage like i come from that oh, it's written. It's written. he's cheating it's written shout out iron solomon <laughs> yeah a word but we see g-shock right g-shock just gave them what and that was my thought yo we can get g-shock to give us 15 grand to do an event why couldn't we why, as long as it looked right as yeah. long as it felt right why wouldn't they give us 15 grand and again because of the nature of poetry and the value of poetry they get something in their brand that, that everybody wants to buy right now. Every mm -hmm. brand in the world wants right now wants to seem like they're a part of the solution and they're woke. Well, this is the way to be a part of the solution. Pay poets. Get Put money in poets' pockets. Pay their bills. And yeah. as we know, right, the spoken word community comes from uh, the urban and hip-hop community. So you want to help, like, move along? You want to help? And you like these brands that are doing things like tweeting BLM, like don't do that, Johnson and Johnson. Give PenClick a hundred stacks, and mm -hmm. we'll make sure that money goes where it needs to go. Yeah, and we'll put your name all over it, bro. I'll put your name up and down the whole thing because that's part of it too that we got to teach poets. Like part yeah, of that, it, that money. You just said it. You said it. We have to. We have to teach poets. Like we we have mm -hmm. to teach poets to know that they are more more than just poets, right? Because yeah. poets can be commercial writers. You know, like like Princess Powell just wrote for what um what company? I can't remember what company it was, but he just he just put out a commercial with some company. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. so like basically. A poet is a person that has a way with words, and that's what companies need. Mm -hmm. you know, someone mm -hmm. who is great with words, right? That's why they pay copywriters, people who write copy and 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 scripts and yeah. things of that nature. So that's what we do. So so, but if you don't know that you're more than just the poem, uh, the the poem that you have for your coffee house, then you're not going to go and step outside the box. 
You know, but, so- there's also it's also a matter of um, not realizing it's possible, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a big thing. Like, is you never even have the idea. It's an actual job. And that's, yeah. that's what we're all doing here. It's exactly. telling them it is possible. That's the point of this conversation. And so we just we need them to listen and understand it. And we're the ones telling them it's possible. We have all these people coming on the show every week proving that. And you guys are proving that with the, what you're doing in your mission and the different lanes that there are of like how Christoph was saying with poetry and business and literally being the poet who's hired by the company to write the thing. But then you guys saying like, being that being the show that the company advertises at, like there's so many lanes here. And that's what oh, we're doing. And proof of concept. Just like just like in the 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 corporate world, there are entrepreneurs and there are employees, and some poets just need the opportunity that y- you and I um, present. Right. Because we are the go getters, creators um, and and galvanizers. Right. Like I literally was able to work with AGT and get 20 poets onto the show with Brandon in his intro package and things of that nature. And so now those 20 poets are like, wow, I I was just on AGT. And so that shows me that I can do a lot more with my with my with my art than I've been doing. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, that. Always. They can see it. Yeah, and always. And that's like what we're trying to do is show them you can do all of these things with poetry and poetry deserves this polish. Poetry oh, deserves yeah. to look like what Pen Click is putting out because yeah. it is important and it is life changing. And just because um we don't have big uh, media outlets or corporations giving us the money. Um, we're in a new, it's a new revolution now. You know what I'm saying? It's a new age, it's a new time. We have the community, we have the resources, the democratization of media is here. And there is no reason that poetry shouldn't have all of the bells and whistles that it can have again, because it could save some kid's life. It could get some kid mm-hmm. out of the trap. It could put some kid on the right track who's one bad decision away from ruining the rest of his life and doesn't even know it. And that's like a big thing for us is poetry deserves this and it's possible right now because I've always thought this, but 15 years ago, you know what I'm saying? When I was just starting out as like a producer and like as an engineer and all of that, I never would have thought of doing something like this. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't possible, but now it's doable, y'all. We can get mm-hmm. the bag. We can We can not only compete with these major media outlets, we can outclass them. And that's what we're trying hey. to do is show poets like, yo, poetry, that's my, that is my favorite thing in the world because being a kid who got roasted by the hood homies who were trapping and doing wild shit that it was like, yo, come to this poetry thing. And they're like, nah, bro, I'm not going to go watch people do that. I'm straight. I'm good. Now to show them pen click and they're like, yo, bro, this, I had no idea it could be like this. Like, yeah, it can, it can. And you just proved to me that it worked. So that's really it, right? Like trying to show them all, yo, this can happen. Poetry deserves it. And it's right here. It's right in front of us right now. We have the chance to do it right now. This community, this online poetry community thing, um, 
the resources that we have, the skill sets that we have, we can really change the way that America thinks about poetry in the next couple of years. Yeah. I love it. That's good. Hey man, let's do it. Um, we're, we're going to stay in communication. I'm always on your page, you know, um, Hold on one second. Let me get my charger. <laughs> he, he, he had the sneak communications. He was like texting his homie on the side with the eye chat. Yeah, no, the homie is my wife. <laughs> Come through. Bring my bring my laptop charger down quickly. He put the, he put the, uh, the desktop notifications on silent first, and then and they give him the slide text like, "Hey, hey, listen." The whole time you all were talking, I was over here praying, like, "Please don't cut <laughs> off." ABC, hey, bro, bro, always be charging. Hey, this is we can I can just like you all, just like you too. Um, I can do this all night. I can do this all day, man. Because all right, I, got, I, got, I got a few things I want to also want want to get on. Go right? for it. All right, so. Um, Mr. Chris, like uh, observing your social media feed for Poet Life podcast, like I see that you do a lot of um, what we call uh, tune in um, type of messaging. We're like, yeah. hey, new episode drop, tune in, new episode drop, tune in, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, recently, you started doing a lot of um, support branding um, kind of posts, which is cool. Yeah. But for the most part, a lot of your content is um, tune in messaging. Now, yeah. a lot of a, 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 I'm just just like sharing, I'm sharing information, so, so don't take this as a critique, right? But um, just sharing, I'm sharing information, like just coming from an advertising marketing background, is that when a, when a social media channel is always full of tune-in messaging, like mm -hmm. like like a uh, new episode, check it out, new episode, check it out, it's like that pretty much turns your your social feed into ads, and yeah. it's like why would I want to follow a channel that's nothing but ads? Um, yeah. But other ways of out doing the ask because the idea is to give value. How do you give value by by giving, right? So right. give give ask, right? That's the whole Gary V kind of methodology. But right, right, right. how do you do that with a podcast? The way you do that with a podcast is by, um, you know, creating clips of your content that are valuable. So yeah. so in doing so, you know, trying to trying to harvest like a micro content from this long form color content. So like trying to find five pieces of uh, five pieces, you know, five. Uh, like five clips, um, five one-minute clips because Instagram has a one-minute time limit unless you do a carousel or IGTV, which doesn't do well in the algorithm. But we'll talk about yeah. that later. Um, but trying to find those little one-minute clips without the context of "Hey, watch my shit." Instead, it's offerings, right? It's like, it's like a damn Black Chakra had so many fun quotable moments that you could have made yeah. a whole reel. You could have populated your whole feed with nothing but fun Black Chakra pieces. Yeah. And I feel like that would have been a better um, way of advertising his episode rather than, because um, also as I because as, I did a deep dive into your into your social yeah. and like and like and just really observing um, the initial feeds because what we're talking about is um, marketing content because right. content by itself um, does not get views within a vacuum right like it needs it needs to be funneled what's called the media funnel and. At the upper part of the media funnel is awareness that we are aware that Poet Life podcast exists. The second yeah. part of the funnel is is engagement. It's like, all right, here's some really cool stuff that happened in that in that piece of content. The lowest yeah. part of the funnel is action, engagement. Like, I'm going to click on this link in the bio to go to this episode. So yeah. that goes back to the whole search and satisfy thing of what are things that people are looking for that we can satisfy that search query. In the same case, that's the exact same idea and paradigm you should have when you scrub through your content 
and look for um, clips um, to put on as as pieces of micro content on your IG. That's a better way to yeah. advertise no, all your and, and I totally agree. Um, That's where I come in. Yeah. So this is, <laughs> so watch so watch right. So oh, I'm a professional marketer as well. Um, and so when Christoph and I connected, I, starting with the blog, which is going to be more content as well to push out on social, um, especially pulling out those snippets like you were talking about, like. The quotes that he posted on um, Instagram from Black Chakra, I had called out in the blog post. It was like, hey, mm -hmm. these are great pull quotes. And then use that on social because I totally agree that you can do oh, and you should oh, do. Poetry podcast. We got Kelsey, the marketing goddess for Poet Life Pop. It's over. It's over for, yo, uh, pay click. I'm glad we're not doing podcasts right now because we might as well give up. It's over. <laughs> Over for anybody else that's trying to step to Poet Life podcast, Kelsey's going to change the game. Y'all watching the next three months, bro? It's, it's it's over. We got we got a lot more we can do, and I I'm ready for it. And I I totally appreciate that you noticed that because I noticed it too. I was, you know, posts actually perform better than video posts. Like like uh, every now and yeah. then. Too yeah. Up we're so concentrated on on making video posts that we don't realize the value of static posts also right. how oftentimes like the algorithm changes whereas like at the beginning of yeah. the year carousel posts did not perform as well but now within the past four or five months carousel posts have been improved so that their discovery is better but for whatever reason the ig igtv and reels are their discoveries are still broken and then on top of that you know the whole thing 30 hashtags max, and then also trying to always include at least enough of the hot hitting hashtags that get about 10 million hits. So for example, mm -hmm. poetry is about like 3 million hits daily. And then and then you say uh, podcast gets like you know, 2 million hits. So like you just accumulate these stacks until they equal 10 million, then you go for your niche um, hashtag. So just try to just drop yeah. some game right quick. Because um, I know <laughs> our time is limited, so I just want to, I just want to like, you know, kind of, drop out these these quick things right no um, yeah that's good that's good information and and really um it's really good for for poets too uh because we were talking yeah. about we were talking about diy right do it yourself and so before kelsey kelsey just came on about a month ago it was di me <laughs> do do it just it was do it myself uh right so so basically you know and and this is this is important. Basically, poets do what you can. You know what I mean? Because yes. in the beginning, you're going to be doing everything yourself. And so I'm going to say um, what he just what, what David just presented. Trust me, I know that stuff. However, when it's yeah. just you, you do what you can. You know what I'm saying? Because alone editing the, the, the podcast, I edit the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I'm the social media guy. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, so, um, I, you come from a similar struggle, sir. I appreciate, I look, I appreciate and I accept and receive all of that. You know what I mean? And so, um, uh, expand when you can, uh, uh, add to your team when you can. And that's the hardest part. The yeah, adding to your team because you like <laughs> like to be able to match like you all match that's hard. It's just like, us. It's just it's us. It's just us, bro. But even still, like 
just finding a, a partner that has yeah. the same mindset and, and passion is hard. Like, like and the important thing to keep in mind is that like, this is a, uh, we all go through this struggle. This mm -hmm. is all a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. whether you're one, one person or six people, the first few years of building yeah. a brand or of anything are yeah. filled with headaches and development and struggle. And how do I do this with what I got? And how do we stretch this to make it fit and all of that? So again, like, like I said earlier, don't get, quit. Get, get started and just do it. Like that's it. Just get it done. If, yeah. if all you can do for now is a couple of things a week, do that. Yeah. And then in six months, you might be at three. And then in a year, you know what I'm saying? Like it's you, not gonna grow if you don't you start. Might, you might find a Kelsey. And, yeah, and <laughs> you, it, you will though. That's what I'm saying. Inevitably, as yeah. you put in the work and your thing grows and gets bigger, people will be drawn to it and they will want to help and they will want to be a part of it yeah. because your work, right? Your work yeah. is reflected. God sees what you're doing, you feel me? And yeah. if you're putting in the work, you're going to get something out of it. If you're not putting in the work, like, then you know why you're dead in the water. As you as you add people though, like let, let's let's make make it abundantly clear, Mr. Chris, that yeah. um, this is your baby, right? Yeah. You hire babysitters, but your babysitters will never love your child as much as you because this yeah. is your baby. That being said, we do get help here and there, but both Daniel and I understand that this is our child. Penclick is our child, and like. We can never be mad when, when like it's over capacity for, for yeah. the help that we get or whatever help we, we can. Offer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's something that like we, you know, we're always we're always thinking for the help, and we do realize that we are at that point where if we do want to do more stuff, we have to mm -hmm. more, more people. But yeah, um, golly, there's so much more I want to say. It's, it's like like you know, work smarter, not harder. Always find out ways to templatize your work, like. That's that's key, right? That's the key when you're working by yourself or or DIY or with limited amount of people and assets, like mm -hmm. to templatize work, like like find a, a Canva template that you can just drop in a JPEG and change the name, and boom, there's your next JPEG. You know, yeah. and plan your content, plan your content. Uh, it don't just think like, yo, I'm gonna do this one thing with Canva this on Monday. Think, you know what? Every Monday, I'm gonna do this thing with Canva. And that one thing that I'm going to do every Monday, make sure that it's going, you're going to have the content to do it every yeah. Monday. You feel me? Yeah. Make sure that you're there. You have to, as poets, we have to start thinking like producers. Yeah. And this is how it goes. You have to think, how do I make good content that's evergreen, that's easy to produce, that's in our production capabilities, that isn't going to cost us money? Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can do those five things, bro, that's a home run production wise. Yeah, yeah, and and I want to say to to all of the artists, all of the poets that are um, that have responsibilities, that are parents, and and you feel like, listen, man, I got to put this poetry to the side, I got to put this art to the side. Don't do that. You yeah. you need an outlet. Like I'm I'm in the basement right now. You know, I just bought a house, you know, as you can see, the so but at the same time, you know, um, I, I have three kids, five and under, you know what I mean? And so so again, do what you can, but do something like Daniel said, start and just keep going. I don't care how slow you move. And, and you know that you need to do more, you need to do more videos, you need to do more, just do what you can, post what you can, 
and 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 because you got distance learning now, you're working from home. It, it, it's a lot right now. Yeah, man. So jump on YouTube, learn how to market, learn how to produce. Just just do turn that TV off. I'll say that, you know, because you, you do have the time is most of your time is watching TV, you know. So so um, this was good, man. I'm excited. Um, I really appreciate you all's insight um, uh, again to 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 have conversations with like minds is is it's important. It's 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 a significant, um, uh, and I'm not going to say too much. Kelsey, jump and jump jump in there real quick so we can close out. I'm just I'm really glad we had this conversation. Like he said, it's I I love having conversations with like minds, and I, it, COVID has taken away my poetry community. We're not super high tech out here, um, so that hasn't sustained very well. So I've been this has been lovely to have poetic conversation in a way that's not just like literary conversation. It's just like hyped and like, here's what we can do. We're all pumped. We know we can do it. We're going to help y'all do it. And yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, this was great. Pin click. I'm going to let you all close out with your energy, man. Go for it. Hey, thank y'all. One love. I really uh, do want to give you all a shout out because uh, the online poetry community is dope, is growing. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep linking up. We're going to keep doing things. Um, shouts out to like uh, Intro Verses and All Deaf Poetry. They've been super supportive of everything we've been doing. Shouts out to Simply Cat and like the Screen Time Slam. Um, th this community is a community. And one of the most exciting things for me, just to kind of close it out, is coming from the poetry community and now starting to cultivate this online poetry community. The vibe's the same, you feel me? Like the mm -hmm. love's the same, uh, the accountability to social justice is the same, the support mm -hmm. for each other is the same. So big ups to you guys for doing all you're doing. And on the real, like big ups to Kuya David because he does not get the credit that he deserves. There is never an opportunity for me to ever really big up Kuya David beyond just being like, hey man, good job but uh kuya david is uh this is a lot of his like he pushes a lot of this forward i'm a punk rock idiot i make work because i love art and i'm just gonna make art and i like making stuff and i'm just gonna keep making stuff till i die and that's just what i've resolved myself to but pen click is as special and spectacular as it is because of David's vision. So big ups to David, big ups to all of you, all of the online poetry community. We love y'all. We're here to take over the world, y'all. We're here to take over the whole world. Go and, for it, David. And yeah, yeah, and big ups to my brother, Daniel Keyes, for being the um, my bridge to the community. Too often, I'm so entrenched in the pixel digital world of Photoshop and After Effects and Premiere that oftentimes when I come up for a head, um, just to breathe a little bit and say, hey, do you think the community will rock with this? I can always rely on Daniel to give me a resounding answer. I'm like, okay, okay, cool, cool. And I'll just get back to my computer, my workstation. As you can see here, I got the dual monitors going on, you know, and I got like my whole rig set up just to bring y'all the best quality that we can possibly do. And if you want to see dope poetry content, be sure to follow us at PenClick on Instagram, at PenClick, P-E-N-C-L-I-Q-U-E, on Facebook as well, at PenClick. Now there's so much because it's really all about Instagram, as well as YouTube, because on YouTube we'll be doing different types of content. Not only do we upload all of our video content from Instagram, but we also do special content such as live streams and tutorials, and maybe coming soon, some other interesting uh, little aesthetic long play remixes. You'll see, you'll see. And before I, before we go, I just want to ask everyone, um, like, uh, you don't have to answer more rhetorical, more of a think, uh, uh, just 
a Zen thought that you can have and marinate on is, what does poetry look like in the future? Right? Mm. Because when you look ahead to the future, you can maybe possibly reverse engineer what you can do today. And what I mean by the future of poetry is that, because that's what we're doing in, in PenClick, is that like looking at where poetry belongs in the digital age of social media age. But right now, that's just that's just now, right? Where we have physical monitors. But in the future, when virtual reality becomes the more commonplace thing in home and augmented reality, XR, AR become a thing where you don't need monitors. Right now, monitors are just digital devices that are windows into the digital realm. But when you have augmented reality, when you have glasses that can project holograms or whatever digital information you need anywhere and everywhere, what does poetry look like in that space? Right? Like maybe it's someone dropping a poem um, as a dialogue box um, on whatever, you could tag it to an object, right? So you can see like a, a parking meter on the corner of third and spring and somebody some poet put a poem on that that you could see with your augmented reality maybe that's maybe that's what poetry looks like at then and then what does content around that look like these are all questions that like i shoot at daniel like at late at night it's like dude i'm getting really into vr chat i'm going to get the new uh hp reverb g2 and i'm trying to think of how can we uh do vtuber vr reality content with poetry like the idea that Southern Fry did this year with their virtual poetry um, uh, slam event kind of festival, where they um, took this sim looking like um, a user interface where people are these like little characters that with like really simple bodies and stuff. And then they just had them walk around. That was dope. That was like really cutting edge idea thinking. But what is a real in VR with headsets and everything where you can see people inhabit whatever um, avatars they want. I wanna see Pikachu do a poetry slam against Godzilla. You know, like that can happen in VR. In augmented reality, that might be able to happen with HoloLens where you can have somebody appear in front of you and then maybe you perform in front of a virtual crowd. The idea is that what does the future of poetry look like to you? And what can you do today that will build towards that? That is the question right there. Again. The, the future of poetry is the vision you have for it. That's the that's exactly. the future of poetry, right? Whatever vision you have for it, that's the future of it, right? So it's 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 what you what are you going to create for that? What are you going to do now? Like you just said, that 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 put something forward into the atmosphere and and changes the way we see it you know and so man i'm excited i i it's it's like midnight over here but like i feel like it's like morning time you all just gave me the energy i needed to uh to work another two more hours hey. so uh, i love you guys man I, I love you all's energy um keep doing what you're doing kelsey thank you for being my co-host tonight uh, we launch the blog, what date? October 1st? 1st, which is next Thursday. We're really excited about it for the uh, folks that don't necessarily want to view or listen, but they want to read um, Kelsey's personality. You'll, you'll be able to get all of that in her writing. So we're really excited about that. Go to thepoetlife.com. If you want some gear, go to poetlifegear.com. We have a lot going on. And 
listen, if if you just want to, if you love what we're doing and you want to join the team and you have the passion for it, if you have the skill set for it, reach out to us. Uh, yeah. Yes. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you pointing at, babe? I, I, from, from my position, I see the Poet Life podcast. Uh, kind of <laughs> I don't know if it's by you. I don't know what you guys are saying, but I'm seeing it by me. I think podcast. we're all in different. Uh, like I, oh. see you, I see you. I see you in my upper right corner. I see Daniel in my lower left corner, and Kelsey in my lower right corner. So I think it's all different for each of us. But uh, <laughs> but the funny thing is, you're pointing to the logo, so it works. Hey. Yeah, but look, man, we're gonna get some rest, man. It's it's not too late for David and Daniel. Um, I'm sure they're 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 gonna continue working. Uh, so, but this is what we do. We love poetry and we love what we do, and we're gonna continue to do it. Um, you've seen what we were able to do along with Brandon on America's Got Talent. Um, our next thing, our next big thing, is to get involved into this uh, encouraging folks to vote. Um, we're working with, uh, some folks not, well, I'll say unbiased. Um, when we're not tagging on which side we are just pushing people to vote because it's, it's, it's important. As you all know, this is the most important, um, election in our time. I would say, uh, that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. So I'll say it right now, go out there and vote, you know? And so we're going to reach out to the poets around the country, um, for them to use their words and their art to encourage people to vote, right? So this is how we disrupt industries. Uh, we use our art to encourage people to do the right thing. It's the Poor Life Podcast. We appreciate you. Subscribe to our YouTube page. You all have a good night. It's Pin Click. It's Kelsey. Love you guys. Yeah. Poor Life Podcast. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way, find a way. Ain't get no time now. 